Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about broken monorails, Fast Pass Plus when you have multiple linked reservations, and more silly shit! So uh, if you hadn't heard, a monorail broke down mid-ride and people got stuck on it and had to be removed through the roof in those like cherry picker buckets. This is my fucking nightmare because I'm afraid of heights and I really don't like it because I love the monorail, but I'm afraid. So... They had to be removed from the roof? Like they couldn't I, open a side door to a bucket? The story that I saw was that they had to go out the roof. I didn't I didn't like read through a bunch of different stories, but the one that I read, uh, the person said, uh, a guest said he was being taken off the monorail through the roof. He said passengers were rescued by buckets and each bucket could only carry two passengers at a time. So like Oof. it just died. They were stuck there for an hour. And yeah, they, I don't know if they have to take them off the top because of like security protocols or because of the kind of power issue it was, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, fuck, that's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, it's also, it's really weird to me that they can't just like tow them. Right. Like send one backwards like, around. Like why was and, it like, there for up, an hour? You know? That's, I mean, hopefully it's because they were trying to avoid exactly that. But, but it was also like super late at night. Like yeah. it was, it was broken down. He didn't get off until 1.30 in the morning, this guy. Like, can you imagine being at the end of a super long park day just wanting to go back to your resort? And not only, like, are you going to be later than expected, but, like, you're stuck on a monorail with a bunch of other tired people. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm sure there are some people for whom it was, like, you know, a very awful and scary experience. And then there are some people for whom it was like, you know, little Jimmy's going to remember forever the time that he got to ride in the bucket <laughs> the future, to get off the monorail. The future backdoor Disney's of the world. What's funny is when I read this in your show notes, uh, I I totally misread it and I didn't I didn't read monorail. I had assumed that it was the newest the Skyliner? form of transportation. No, right. Skyliner's but no, been alas, fine. no. Skyliner's fine. Skyliner, it sounds like, has I mean, been each, fine. Each, uh, you know, vehicle in that is entirely passive other than, you know, having right. basic Right, right. Uh, I love stuff, the but. monorail despite hating heights because it feels close enough to the ground and, like, I'm also used to trains enough that go weird places. We have a couple of uh, spots, I mean, one spot in particular on our train line that, like, Suddenly, you're very much above the ground for right. some reason, even though it's like a ground-based train that we routinely take. Yep. So I'm kind of used to it. I just, and speaking of that, like not to make too local of a joke, but at this point, the monorail is kind of starting to become the Walt Disney World equivalent of the MBTA. Are like, they having that many issues? Yeah, they were. remember the door... There was one where a door opened in the middle of a ride or uh, in the oh, middle of a trip. Yeah. There was one where the door fell off the monorail. Um, there was one, I mean, somebody posted like one of the, you know, a panel had come down on the ceiling, which wasn't that big of a deal. But there have been a lot of issues with them malfunctioning. There were crash issues. Wasn't there a crash like last year? There have been yeah. more issues. They really, aside from smelling like a barn and or like preschool, uh, they need refurbishment and they need work done and 
as like the more of these things that happen, the more worried I am that they're just not going to do it because it's too expensive. Like, but it really is at that point where every other mode of transportation seems to be doing fine. And then the monorails are just out here like fucking completely up. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I think it's, it's basically impossible in my opinion, for them to get rid of the monorail by not maintaining it because right. it's so iconic. But it's like, like they getting sell dangerous. toys of it. Yeah. I know. Um, which means that they're going to have to do something eventually, even if it means just like, actually, maybe they've, they've already quietly commissioned, you know, brand new vehicles, but it's such a long sales and production process or stuff like that. Yeah. That like, and a lot it, of people you know, keep too close of an eye on the companies that could possibly do it. That's I feel true. like someone would have caught it by now. We but... would have caught it. Yeah. Cause that's a pretty, that's an exciting order for the companies that get to get to build it, even though it's only a few trains, you know, it's not like, it's, it's not like, like getting a, a contract for, right. But it's, it's not the same as, as like, you know, for all of, of Boston or New York public transit getting to, do some new cars. True, or, or like but. the friggin' um, the new orange line cars that we did just oh get goodness. on the MBTA. The funny thing is that at least I couldn't say like, I couldn't make it too local of a joke and be like, the monorail is the blank line of the MBTA because they're all awful. Oh yeah, they're all Like crap. accepting yep. maybe the blue line because nobody uses it. Um, yeah, they just closed all the all the good stops so that nobody would use it. So. <laughs> There's just nothing there. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't, I I feel like there, I don't see uh, that there were orders. Ugh. God damn it, I accidentally clicked a Walt Disney World News Today link. You did it. <laughs> uh, there had been rumors that they had been ordered from Bombardier, which actually does some of our trains i'm pretty sure i've seen bombardier on some of the um absolutely the yeah rail. bombardier is, is one of the classic suppliers of uh red line trains and i believe but they did commuter rail trains as well so they um, haven't those weren't confirmed those were it was a wdn wdwnt right. rumor and then wdwnt later was like actually maybe they haven't so like yeah. i don't think anyone really knows if we're getting new monorails or not but at this point it's like uh, I don't want to be the like cynical Disney. I'm saying that on this podcast for fuck's sake. I don't want to be the like cynical. They're making so much money, but they're cutting stuff like the Muppet show. That's going to go away in the magic kingdom. Um, There's been a lot of that going around lately of people being like the service and the shows and all the stuff is going away, even though the parks are pulling in record profits. But like, I don't want to say that, I don't want to go down that road, but I do think that the monorail is getting to a critical point, like where, um, regardless of profits, like you can't keep running it in the state that it's in because what, like just the wrong thing has to go wrong now for it to become like, well, we just have to stop using this. And then not only is it, I mean, I do think it's a relatively high capacity transportation mode, so I yeah. feel like it's not only like an optically bad thing, but it's a guest experience bad thing. Yeah, I think the important thing to remember is that none of us get to see the, the you know, full detailed Disney World P&L sheets. No, explaining, totally. Like, like the, the thing is, they Chapek may be just cutting... just wants to maximize profits. Well, <laughs> a, a few things. One is, is profits are definitely... Uh, or at least revenue is at an all-time high. Um, but also, 
like that's still inflation adjusted, probably, you know, not as high as it seems. And um, maybe it's in part because of things in their, you know, five or 10 year plan, like, you know, needing to completely overhaul the monorails. That yeah. is not a cheap prospect. I mean, we, we've seen what happens, for instance, in Boston, when you kick the can on stuff like that and don't set aside money for it and use your whole budget and don't yeah. leave any Spoiler money alert, towards that sort of thing. trains are fucking derailing right. everywhere. We had one crash into a signal shack months ago that took the red line down for ages. Like it's, right. Um, so it's, I, yeah. it's entirely possible that some of the things that they are nickeling and diming us to death for are actually so that they can have money for these projects because like Disney World loses a lot if they can't run the monorails or if people don't trust it. Yeah. Let's you know, let's hope huge. I so, let's hope that that's the case. It would make sense if it were the case if they were like, well, like, you know. I trust I trust Disney to run a better business than the MBTA. Yeah. So, um, I'd hope so. Yeah. I'd hope so. That's... And granted like the the constraints for the MBTA, it's uh when public money is involved, it gets really fucked up and um there are a lot of people to blame and also not not many specific individuals to blame There's um, not because a it's been going on for so yeah. long. Yeah. Um, but, but if you look at, you know, a, a company that wholly owns and operates something like this, like they know they have a responsibility to do this if they want to keep it open. Um, and it's getting bad enough that like you really can't afford the bad press on something like this to a certain point. Um, I don't think we've ever had, more than a wait for other trains kind of slowdown or anything on the on the monorail personally. No. So the other thing that I wonder too is like in Boston, like the red line catches fire every day, and <laughs> and we just don't really hear about it if we don't look at the alerts because yeah. it's not news. Yeah. Whereas at Disney, like if a child farts on the monorail and they have to evacuate that car, like that's <laughs> national news. Like. You know, it's yeah. It's, no, it, it. We're hearing it. We're hearing about it. So that's not saying that it isn't messed up and doesn't need work and has an increase because it has increased. right. It certainly has has increased, or at least us hearing about it has increased. Um, but it's also not something like you know we go down there and every time we get on the on the monorail we're stuck for an hour right, before right. we can move. Whereas that's kind of the experience. That's commonplace in Boston, in Boston you know? yeah. But again, so, that's a whole city worth. This is one system. I think that's true. The other question is too, like because they just spent a bajillion dollars on Galaxy's Edge, like. Yeah. Budgets again are tighter. Um, the the thing that sucks about this is that if you don't have a reliable monorail fleet, it's not like they can just go buy one. It's similar to like when they launched the cruise line, like that's all custom built. It's I mean it's similar to when we need new trains in Boston. We can't right. we don't we don't just have extra that are new and in good condition. You have to buy them new. You have to work with a company to design them up to spec. You have to, they have to manufacture them. They can have delays on their side. So the thing that sucks about it is we're hearing about all these issues without confirmed reports of new monorail orders. Uh, and there's no way to know if there's an end in sight. So the supplier issues can definitely be a blocker. But one thing that's important to remember is the biggest blockers for, uh, again, using Boston as an example, um, a lot of that is just that because there's public money involved and where that public money is going, they like have to like define the specs and then like let 
manufacturer's bid and like yeah, it I gets mean, really true. weird. Yeah. Whereas like Disney can just say, yeah, we've worked with these people before. Right, it's, but it's still going to take much money. It's still we'll going to take it. months. It'll still oh many months, months yeah, to absolutely. years to absolutely. make them. Like that's yeah. more what I'm talking about is less the bureaucratic like back and forth to get the order in, but the fact that even once the order is done they still then have to wait for them to be manufactured. It doesn't matter how many people on a team at Bombardier there are. Like they could say, put extra staff towards it and blah, blah, blah. You're still not going to get a for whole sure. monorail before like, I'm assuming six months to a year. Now I will say, I I hope that that entirely unsubstantiated, um, unsubstantiated rumor. rumor from an unscrupulous source <laughs> um, that was even redacted. Um, <laughs> Does actually turn out to be yeah. real because I hope they already ordered them like a year and a half ago. Well, and and specifically the manufacturer because those trains are like in in Boston are like twenty thirty years past their reasonable end of life and are still serviceable. Are so. you which ones are which ones are Bombardier? Because I thought that the Bombardier ones were. Like, I thought our commuter rail ones, some uh, of them were. Red, some of the red line and some of the oh, commuter rail. Oh, some of the red. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I think maybe other lines, but I don't know for sure because I haven't seen the logo. But I've seen the logo personally, on the I believe, red. on the red line and on it some of the It definitely is on some of the commuter rail trains. Yeah. Um, um, and it's, it's frankly, it's incredible that they've been able to keep those things running because the, the thing that still blows my mind is the, the cars that they put from the New York subway into into the ocean to try and seed new coral reefs. Uh-huh. Those were newer and being retired, newer <laughs> than our newest cars on the uh, MBTA. <laughs> because those were commissioned later in the 80s than the newest redline oh cars, which God. were our newest cars until this year. Yeah. The Bombardier ones that we have, uh, definitely by looking at them... Some of them are, yeah, like there's one that was from 1987. Yep. Late, like the late 80s, early 90s. Yep. So, so yeah, if they do work with Bombardier, Bombardier is great. It's just, uh, <sighs> we need yeah. them to, to do that. Well, and it's important too, because I, I certainly want to keep riding the monorail. Like we rarely, uh, you know, have to, because there are other options. And I think Disney knows that, but. They also know that it's iconic and sort of a part of the magic experience. Like you, you wouldn't let me go to the Magic Kingdom not on the monorail the first time. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> vaguely. And it was it was actually really cool. It was really important. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool experience. Uh, yeah, and it is the Red Line specifically, um, our our Bombardier, and I think it's the nicer Red Line ones too. Yeah, so no, like, they are. They're they're sorry. They're the good this ones. has turned into a fucking train nerd podcast. All right, uh, we're relabeling the podcast <laughs> as bitching about the MBTA. <laughs> it's just really like those are the those are some of the nicer ones that um, the the newest Red Line trains are from 1993 to 1994. Ooh. Um, Ooh, okay, so I was a little off on my timing, but no, but still, like they're <laughs> super old. Um, yeah. Then those are Bombardier. So yep. the nicest ones that we have that I, and I, cause I can see, I'm like, oh, I know which ones those are. Those are Bombardier. So like, let's get Bombardier on it. Let's get some new monorails. Let's have me I not be afraid to are. take That's them. That's my thing. Right. I hope I they really already hope... are. And I hope that they've been taking two years to do it so that they can make the most perfect monorails that have one extra car in them. Um... Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. 
Our next topic today is weirdness in booking fast passes with multiple parties with multiple reservations. Uh, so our friend Sarah, uh, I almost just said slacked because I'm thinking about work, <laughs> apparently. Oh, God. Uh, Facebook messaged me asking about booking fast pass with folks whose reservations are linked, but who arrive on different days. So um, Sarah is going with uh, Sarah's family and uh, I believe in-laws. And so they have slightly different arrival dates. And so the question is, can the person who's arriving first when their 60 day window opens up book for everyone who's going to be on the trip um, through the whole trip? And as far as I could tell from, because we travel by ourselves all the time. Um, As far as I could tell from a quick Reddit search, I found a thread where someone actually asked about this and then reported back with what happened. Um, And it appears that it's really reservation based and based on who you're linked to. So you can book, um, even if you don't necessarily have valid tickets on certain days for certain people, um, you can always also go ask on uh, our Walt Disney World. They're really good for stuff like that. There's a weekly questions thread that you can just post in and be like, hey, so this is my situation. Um, but there are also threads of people asking like almost every possible edge case for how the systems, the different systems, whether it's dining or fast pass work. Um, this one was two people going down where uh, the hotel reservations, they had two res- two hotel reservations separately that were linked and then two different sets of tickets attached to them. And it was like, can we both book? Can we book for the whole trip? What's going to happen? Um, it's also something too where you also shouldn't be afraid to just call up their support number. Oh, because yeah. Th- that's exactly what, what Val did when we realized that because we bought our weird uh, annual Sam pass Club vouchers, hack. basically, instead yeah. of doing a normal renewal um, and the split of our annual pass is during our, our trip. The first three days were covered and then the last four wouldn't have been. Um, We were, we were worried that we wouldn't be able to book fast passes for the latter half um, because we don't have, we don't yet have valid tickets. Sort of. Um, We have valid annual passes sitting in our account, waiting to be activated the moment the old ones go away, but there's nothing forcing us to activate those. Um, right. We could so, not like, we do could that. Wait a year, then, yeah, right. we could just wait. Um, and you know, but uh, obviously there's not really a good incentive for us to do that. And also the thing that I, I am very happy about is in every weird case like this, where I've been worried about something like this, um, it's almost always been the case that Disney gives people more leeway. Yeah. Um, they, it gives them sort of the, the benefit of the doubt, especially for things that frankly are not super abusable, like buying a whole expensive ass annual pass just to like make it look like you have tickets when you don't yeah. and then activating it later. Like that's the most contrived and ridiculous thing. It would be impossible, not impossible, but almost impossible to effectively abuse that. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing for the like linked party tickets with different arrival times. Yeah. Is that it's it's the kind of thing where like you could conceivably like link your account with other people staying at different times using some sort of like coordination board or something like that to get them fast passes they wouldn't otherwise be able to get. But that's so much work yeah. that 
probably would rarely successfully work. And frankly, Disney probably doesn't even care about whatever, like, you know, one thousandth of a percent of people that try to do that, you know? Right. And what's interesting in this case was that um, the person basically reported or someone suggested um, fast passes are tied to fast pass dates rather are tied to hotel reservations, not to your tickets. Um, so that's why the whole thing worked. The, the person who had asked the question confirmed that like, despite there being two separate hotel uh, reservations that were only in one person's name, um, one of which only indicated that that person was staying there, uh, they were able to book together for the whole thing. The only limitation that was actually enforced was that um, each person couldn't have fast passes for more days than they were ticketed for. So like one of them had an eight day park ticket and one of them Uh. had a 10 day. And so obviously they couldn't book fast passes for more than eight days right. for the person who had the eight day ticket. So right. that's, that's really the only, smart. that's really all that. Yeah. That, but it seems like, like it's relatively flexible. Um, again, it's not something that we run into because we usually don't. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We've, go. we've only done one non doubles trip. Is we that were just true? talking about doing a bigger trip though. Yeah. Because then we could get a plaid and split a plaid. Disney sent us mail. Oh that, my god! Is like I meant oh, to put this uh, as a we've separate... noticed you're rich. Uh, <laughs> I, meant could to... you... <laughs> I meant to put this as a separate topic. They yeah. sent like this, not the usual pre-trip book thing. I think they already had, but it was this booklet of like it was like it a was thick white cardstock. It was, it was close. Like the envelope was was sealed with like a special little silver <laughs> sticker <laughs> with like an embossed sticker, and then the booklet was all in like white with like nice beautiful clean text and it was like here are some things you can you can add to your trip and the first fucking one was plaids and i was like oh and it's just like from 425 an hour with a minimum of seven hours and up to 10 people and i was just like god damn you guys and then i was like wait alexa what's 425 times seven 425 times 7 is 2,975. That's what she said to me when I asked. And uh, I was like, wait a minute. If we got 10 adults, that's $290 a person for like seven hours of do whatever the fuck you want, get driven between the parks, like fast pass everything. And I was just like, you know... We could. <laughs> so my my reaction was like, like getting a plaid is the only way that I would do ten people at right, Disney right. because like and we'd need to pay for one the whole time. I'm sorry. So <laughs> okay. <I'm> like, <laughs> well, you just go ahead and get super rich because to be clear, like we are perfectly well off, but like I would not say that we no. are the type of no. We're not. We're not two just, grand a day oh, well off. Well, and that's 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 three grand a day. Twenty nine seventy five right. is right. three grand a day. And that's for seven hours. If you do longer than seven hour day, then it's more than that. Uh, we are not that level of rich. Please do not get any strange ideas or send in requests for money. Uh, we are not that level. But I do, it, it is cool to think like, oh, if we could assemble a group of other adults who all wanted to split it, like it might be fun to do it just once just to like see what it's like. Cause I admittedly, I'm always just like, dang, who are those people? And it's never celebrities. Like it's normal looking people. And I've even seen some folks commenting in Reddit threads being like, oh yeah, we just like saved up to do it for like a day. Like as it was our big right. splurge. And like for most people, that's the cost of the whole trip. Right. Like right. that's it's kind the of trip is like, enough of a splurge. Like but if you, if you compare the numbers of like, Oh yes, let's do a seven days at the at the Polynesian, nice and modest. 
um, with a, and we'll do a plaid for a day versus like <laughs> like scraping you know, it together for pop four century days for four pop day par century yeah. right park hopper yeah. yeah and like and like that's not to say that we haven't done pop century recently because no, especially with the renovations it's awesome oh yeah it's um, not it, it's not to but, shit on the lower option it's, but just, it's just to just, say that like people saying like you know that's kind of doable we recognize that's like not necessarily doable for a lot of people right. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing where maybe if we get a big enough group together that all wants to spend money, or if we have a really good excuse to, like, a, you know, anniversary or something, we could consider it. For, the funny thing is we've already us, said, but... oh, for an, maybe for our fifth anniversary, we'll go to the poly again. <laughs> like, just keep adding just things. Because like, you said I love for the Polynesian, but, but, God, it's expensive. Like, it's... It's, it's too expensive to justify because Except right that's things. that's the thing is that it's a like, really it's like special resort it's a really special resort but if you compare the cost of staying at the Polynesian which we like and is really special versus putting that money towards more days at the recently renovated Pop Century rooms right. or, or our again, sort of like standard what we're doing, Riverside right what we're doing at Riverside it's like half the cost it's or like, again doing it at Riverside and then having more money to do things in our house right. like that's it's just, it's one of those things where it's just, it's so hard to justify, but I do love that resort. But anyway, this is gone. Yeah, this turned into us talking about bougie things. Anyway. Um, what was the actual topic again? The actual topic <laughs> was the weird fast passes. TLDR, right, right, right. if you have weird fast pass questions, Reddit is actually a really good um, resource for that because they, people on our Walt Disney World ask questions like that all the time because the folks there... There are folks on that subreddit who have tried every single thing, and they actually recently passed 100,000 subscribers. So it's congratulations also, to you, our Walt Disney World. It's also important to note that you shouldn't trust everything you read on Reddit. There will be people that will accidentally mislead you because they definitely believe that they're 100% right. right. Um, it Again, wouldn't hurt call. to see if a couple people confirm that, or if it's something that is like going to make or break your trip. Like, definitely just call and talk to they a support person. They have chat support if you really hate That's calling. True. They have email support. Email takes longer. Phone is usually super fast. And chat is only sometimes available. Right. So if chat's available, do that. If you can stomach me in a phone call, their phone reps are incredible. And I love them. Yeah. So totally worth just, like, giving them a, a ring and being like, hey, how's this work? And unlike every other, like, phone customer support experience that I've had with companies this large, everyone that I talk to has actually understood exactly what I was asking without yeah. me trying that hard, yep. which is so important. Some of it is that they've heard it all before, but they're incredibly well-trained for this stuff. They work so hard on yeah. customer service. Take advantage of it. It's time for the silly shit in Disney Films Corner. I forgot last episode to not do the stupid intro. And uh, doing this, doing I'm not doing the stupid intro. No, you're doing the stupid intro. No, I'm not. I don't I don't have audio of the old ah, intro fuck. easily. I mean, I could get it out of the backups, oh, but it's not on it. the same. So computer, fun story. So Sam just switched computers, and now he doesn't have me doing the stupid old one. It's oh. it's in a backup, but <sighs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do okay. it. Vote fucking right. tell us if you listen to this podcast. You have to tell us. <laughs> If you find it obnoxious, like I believe it must be, or if you enjoy it, and if you enjoy it, then we'll keep doing it. Wait, I know, I know how to oh, how God. to make Val say it. 
don't fucking say Disney quandaries, you piece of shit. Oh, God damn. Fine. It's time for the silly shit in Disney films corner. God fucking damn it. So I just, this, I just happened to bomb this one as I was watching Hercules briefly, which is on the television right now. Uh, the scene where Hades is meeting with the fates to be like, look, can I get my shit done and take over Mount Olympus? Uh, future fate, the little short one, uh, whose name is Atropos, maybe is how you say it. Uh, when they first are saying, like, we see everything past, present, and future, she goes over, like, she, like, to the side, says to panic, indoor plumbing, it's gonna be big. And I was like, ancient Greece was, like, pretty advanced, weren't they? Right? Like, I'm not, I feel like this civilization, like, we hold them up as this amazing model of civilization. Sure enough, there fucking was indoor plumbing in ancient Greece. <laughs> like, they had sewer systems with underground pipes that they periodically fresh, uh, fresh water flushed. And they actually had, uh, like, the first example of a flush toilet defined as, like, a toilet that you would actually get the waste out of. So, like... Right, not would, a pit not, in the ground. Right, and like, like not something that had a lever like we do now, but like that you could keep buckets near and flush the waste out into the sewage system. So like, right. I, I do agree, I guess, that indoor plumbing is bigger now, but like, who wrote that in that script? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... It's bigger now. Indoor plumbing is definitely yeah, bigger now. Yeah, that's what I said. But, like, it's bigger you know. now. But it, it just, it's funny because I feel like, I mean, to be fair, this is not a historically accurate film, even in terms How of- How dare you? <laughs> even in terms of being accurate to the mythology on which it was based. Um, Her- Hercules is my favorite documentary, Val. Okay. I can't believe I that you would say I need you to get out this. of my house. Um it's not even accurate to the mythology, which is the funny part to me because like the whole reason he's named Hercules is that his name is Heracles. He names Zeus names him after Hera because Hera was pissed because she wasn't his fucking mom. Like it was another, oops, Zeus fucked a human like that bullshit. So like from the beginning, I'm just like, but what, they're a happy family on Mount Olympus with Hera, are they? Hmm, that's interesting. The, the whole thing is all all jumbled anyway, but that particular line made me laugh because it's like, like we had the internet. We had the beginnings of the internet, I guess. Like we had TV. Like TV is an easy, very anachronistic, like the genie putting on his tourism outfit and zooming off or like Merlin in uh, Sword in the Stone. Sam's making a face like I don't this. understand where you're going with this. Those were purposely very anachronistic oh, examples. I see. Like I see. Yeah, when yeah. the genie goes and zooms off right, and has right. the goofy hat and the Hawaiian shirt and whatever and the yep. suitcase. Um, or when Merlin zooms off to the future and comes back with, I don't remember what in the sword and the stone. Cause it's been so long. Like you could have said TV. <laughs> like <laughs> it would have been just such a clear example. Who wrote that line in that script? Someone who didn't know anything about ancient Greece. Yeah, I guess so. Guess so. It's it's a funny thing because it like it definitely wasn't a like your average peasant had never even heard of 
you know, plumbing or like a sanitation system, you know, like they were lucky if they had an outhouse and didn't just crap in the woods. Right. So I don't know, I don't know the details to be fair, but I do know that ancient Greece had a right. significant well, amount of sewage. Well, it's not like all systems. of ancient Greece, right, you know, right. was, was I you mean, know, plumbed up. It's not know, like right but. now all of America is. If you go out to like Wyoming, there definitely are places that don't have plumbing to be found anywhere. It's true. Does it's that true. state even really exist? Who knows? Well, let's go tell them that indoor plumbing is going to be big. But it is, it's, a re- it's, a, it's a real, it's a thing. It's a thing. They had it. <laughs> it was already, I guess, I guess it was only medium at that point. It wasn't big yet. <laughs> yeah, it was only, right, uh, yeah. So buy your stocks now. You know, <laughs> that's that's really what she was saying is go ahead and invest yeah. in, in indoor plumbing and sanitation in general. I love that movie. You should definitely watch that movie. That movie has grown on me so much since I sort of first saw it. Because when I first saw it, the different art style definitely made me go, what? Watch Lindsay Ellis's video about it. It's really fascinating. It talks about the style, um, like why they made the choices that they did and stuff. And I thought it was a really cool look into why it is so visually different. Because it is. It's a weird fucking movie versus the rest of them. Um, But yeah, it's fun. And uh, it results in silly shit, just like all of them do. Thanks for listening. That's been our show. Uh, you can contact us with your opinions on my stupid intro to the silly shit segment uh, by going to boredandsassy.com and clicking contact or going to Twitter and tweeting us at boredandsassy. I will see it. Please do contact us and tell her to, to keep doing the intro. No! Because then I don't have to go find the backup of the older one. Or, yeah, but I know, just did one today. So you... Uh, no, yeah, I, no, 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 I, no. I said I was going to cut that specific no, one. No, if people don't like it, then I just won't do it and you won't cut it in either. That's what I'm saying. I'm oh, not no, saying I'll do you want us to... No! If you won't say it, I'm going to... No, if they kidding. don't like it... Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Don't tell me what to do. Um... Yeah, if you tweet at us, we'll see it. Uh, we did, I think we mentioned this last time, but we are on iTunes now. Um, Yay! And Spotify. And Spotify, because somebody... Uh, once you get on iTunes, you, like, get everywhere. Like, we're also on Swoop properly now. Oh, really? Stuff, so, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think a lot of them actually use the iTunes, like, feed or registry oh, to determine what's real. Oh, well, cool. So but... now we're on iTunes and Spotify and Swoot and... Uh, you can put us on whatever places you use because most po- uh, most apps will let you add a podcast anyway. Right, so by, you can always just... yep. yep. So we're there. Go listen. Have fun. Um, let us know your feedback as usual. Again, we're still coming up on a trip in less than two months. So if you want to talk trip stuff or if you want to hear us gush about our trip plans or anything like that, just let us know. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Despite making stupid fucking noises. Directly into the Directly microphone. into the microphone. Wah, 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 wah. Wah.